0: You are listening to the oneabus.net podcast network. One of us needs and appreciates all your support.
1: Hello, this is Bradley Martin coming at you with the Screener Squad. and Today we'll be talking a show that's all about the ladies... The First Ladies of the United States, starring Viola Davis, Michelle Pfeiffer, Gillian Anderson, several other incredibly talented actresses and actors, Dakota Fanning even makes an appearance, a Showtime original in Canada that would be on Crave, about several First Ladies throughout the decades of American history. Now, of course, everyone knows Eleanor Roosevelt, if you've ever had a motivational calendar. You know hundreds of Eleanor Roosevelt quotes without even realizing it, played by Jillian Anderson. But we also have Viola Davis as Michelle Obama, the Michelle Pfeiffer as Betty Ford, and some other first ladies as well, if I'm not mistaken. These are the main three of the show. But we'll just get right into that with a nice discussion about whether or not this historical drama is schmaltzy, educational. Uh, historically accurate, or in the very least entertaining. Let's talk about the first ladies. With me is the first lady of companions of the Doctor and the TARDIS. Sarah Jane is with us.
2: <laughs> uh, hello, I love uh, Sarah Jane. Uh, that's where I got my name from.
1: I adore Sarah Jane, <laughs> and I also adore the character. It was from Doctor Who.
2: You're sweet. <laughs> You're very kind, thank you.
1: And we also have someone dang, I lost my handle. Okay. And with us also to talk about this, someone who is the first lady of awesomeness. Melina is with us. Oh
3: my God. Brad, just 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 keep talking. <laughs>
0: about her. Keep talking about her. <laughs> Indeed.
1: And with us also for another male perspective on history, definitely someone I always call to help with these reviews, especially if it involves his very favorite person in the world, Michelle Pfeiffer. Frank is with
0: us. Riley, you know you're my favorite person in the world. Come on. And then it's her. <laughs> Let's be real. It's not really.
1: She says. Oh, well, it, it doesn't have to be a contest. That's incredibly no, it's, it's flattering. No, well, it's no contest.
0: Let's be real. No. I
3: think Brad's mission with these things is to make him all of our favorite people with every single yeah, one exactly. of his reviews. <laughs> so slick. But it works.
0: It does work. Yeah.
1: We are talking about a show that jumps 10 to 15, 20, sometimes 50 years back and forth, up and down, left to right, much like The Doctor in Doctor Who does. What did you all think of this narrative of the importance of the First Lady and how she affects the history of the United States and possibly the world?
3: Well, I will say that the words that you uh, brought out up front, schmaltzy, educational, entertaining, and actually pretty, pretty darn good in some aspects. I'd actually say all of the above, more or less. I didn't love this. I, th- I
2: jumped on it because I thought, oh, man, this cast is great, and I love history, and I, th- you know, I just was looking forward to it. But I was kind of disappointed um, by some of the performances. Um, I think maybe focusing on three First Ladies um you know, and and focusing on them because we see them when they're young sometimes and they're older. It just was all over the place. And I think maybe focusing on either like one first lady per episode might have been better. I'm not sure, but I, I don't not I, I don't think this format works very well.
3: I thought that the time jumping, I didn't have a problem with it per se. I just thought it was kind of awkwardly done a lot of the time.
0: So I went back. Uh, after i watched this series and looked at each episode on paper and re redid the order in which they aired because i agree that this uh, i think it's if you if you're going to have three first ladies to talk about three different storylines three different perspectives um you can't within that that's already going to be hard enough and especially with these sort of like really forced parallels mm-hmm. that um yeah. that that they try to that they really try to like hammer home but but then within that jump around between the individuals each individual storyline, like like within each individual Mm -hmm. storyline like you know to start on you know when when obama's like president-elect in episode one and then in episode three you know go you open up when they're at home in chicago i think that was very very like very sloppy yeah it 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 just did not work if i think this would have worked better if a it was one first lady per season um yeah and b um if they hadn't if they are gonna do three first ladies, at least do it in chronological order because it is such whiplash and it's just it's it's very sloppy. It's very sloppy. And
3: I will say that, you know, I I do think that this is a very entertaining show. I but I do think I agree with you both that I think the sloppiest aspects of it are more or less I think just the decisions that they made on splitting it up on and how they split it up. I think it was distracting and I don't think it was particularly edited very well it just felt technically a bit slapdash it Mm -hmm.
0: wasn't necessary it did nothing Mm -hmm. it did nothing to to jump around the way it did the show was
2: the worst for for it for those decisions i think
0: i think so too In in fact if you want if anyone's listening and curious about watching this i suggest you go episode three then four then one then two then five then six and then all the way through to the end I actually did the. I actually made that list. What an because, undertaking,
3: Frank. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> no. after
0: uh, after I well, I remembered what episode what what happened in each episode, so I was just you know putting them in order. But yeah,
3: I think everybody here is doing a pretty solid to great job. I think that particularly Mel, uh, uh Michelle Pfeiffer is mm-hmm. wonderful in this, and I think that's because of the three portrayals and the way that that character is written. It feels the least like a it feels the least like an impression and more about the nuances to her character other than just trying to hit as many of the greatest hits of their lives
2: i wrote the exact same thing down they felt uh, apart from Michelle Pfeiffer who was amazing i said the impersonation they felt more like impersonations than they did uh embodying the character and so that was off-putting for me yeah. as well
0: for me i think um I was not happy when she signed on to this for, for a variety of reasons. And when she was like, oh, she got, she got Betty Ford? Really? You mean Betty Ford? Um, and also, because you're like, now
3: I have to watch it.
0: Well, yeah. Well, that, that was that. Yeah. But I thought, you know, because oh, I thought Betty Ford's just so uninteresting and she was just, she was there for a blip and, you know, it, it, what, what are they going to talk about? And But I think because Betty Ford is so. Um, Is unknown in relation to the other two uh it really made it really made that more watchable and i think it's also i think that storyline is just um it's 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 set up it it's it stands apart from the others i I don't Mm -hmm. think that the obama and um uh, roosevelt uh storylines worked at all mainly for roosevelt because she's been played by so many great actresses from gene stapleton to jane alexander to cynthia nixon and uh and obama is still so fresh in our minds and all you all you're seeing is viola davis doing that those damn lips
3: yeah oh that was distracting over over again
0: it was so (laughs) distracting um and i think they both feel like very Cable TV ish, and you know, I think the the Ford sequences are just stand out. They they do not belong here. I mean, they're almost like a focus feature movie. They're lit better. They're scored better. Uh, they're exactly. written better. Written they're... written
3: much better. Acted she much seems better. Like a real yeah, and yeah. like you said, Frank, because this was the Ford administration was such a blip in time, they focused less on getting every single one of these little historical accuracies. If not correct, then at least mentioned or alluded to and actually made it more of a character study it's far more of a character study than the other yeah. two are but i will say I think it's
0: also oh, sorry. Go ahead. i think it's also in, ter- in terms of marriages the ford's marriage is portrayed as an actual marriage it's the one that really feels it has the most intimacy to it and um and i it, i really didn't feel that until the end of the um the the breast cancer episode uh when they have that moment at the very end which you know brought me to tears oh yeah
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, me i was
3: right there with you sure yeah yeah
2: and can i shout out dakota fanning she was remarkable so yeah their scenes together were really great especially um i think in this last episode where they were she was just trying to get her to go to rehab I mean, that stuff was really touching and yeah. she was really great.
3: Because this does definitely well, delve very Dakota deeply Fanning. into her substance abuse issues, uh, which when I said that this and was that, educational, that it's because was... I didn't know about this to the extent that apparently she had that problem.
0: I got to say, I really love the way that was handled because I love that that the alcohol is always around. It's never really honed in on. It's just it's just a presence mm-hmm. that's on the side. And there, the scene is always about something else until you know when she gives that speech when um when they're all watching uh from the white house and one of her sons says she's not feeling well and she's clearly inebriated and it's it's there and you can even tell about the, the camera's like close up on her face like you know we can't avoid that subject any longer they can't avoid it any longer you know she, or at least at very least her daughter can't avoid that any longer and it's it's such a great way to end that episode but i think like we go back to the the format of this like that would have been it's almost like we're doing as good as those as that storyline is we're doing it it's done it's done a disservice by being crammed against these other two like in one episode we have the nixon pardon and her breast cancer and both were like were pretty big highlights of her time as first lady and um and each could have made its own episode and to see them like sort of squished into one alongside whatever's happening in the obama and roosevelt storylines is just like it's it's exhausting.
3: <laughs> yeah. And I wanna talk about the Obama administration episodes in particular. We've mentioned uh we've mentioned Viola Davis and the internet has certainly mentioned this, um, ad nauseum. Yeah. <laughs> her choice to really play up the the pursing of the lips aspect of Michelle Obama's I guess I guess you could call them idiosyncrasies, I don't really know, but
0: I also her voice as well. Yeah,
3: but, but she yeah. I think that it wasn't just the fact that I thought she was playing that up too hard, I just, as much of a great actress as I think Viola Davis is, I don't know if I think she was right for this role. I don't know what you guys think. I just kept watching her, and I think all I see is Viola Davis, and I'm not ever getting a sense of Michelle Obama.
0: I will say, I think everybody else around her is too young. I don't yes. think she's too old to play Michelle Obama. I think everybody else is, that, that they cast around her is way too Her mother does not look like her mother. Mm-hmm. uh ot fagman as barack obama who's doing a really good barack obama and mm-hmm. is like and he's my god he's so gorgeous look at his eyes um We <laughs> so really don't cute. think
1: he was doing like the obama vernacular as well Well,
3: i mean it's kind of hard to get know, past that you, I, it's very much a, it's exactly yeah. how he speaks
1: well aaron eckert wasn't very much like gerald ford though and that still th- works. i
3: thought he
0: i thought he was channeling some ford in there but i think i think with, with viola davis because because michelle obama is such a figure in this and yes she is and absolutely she is but i think um i think it would just been easier if in this in the realm of this series michelle obama looks like viola davis looks and sounds like viola sure. davis rather than the yeah. other way around yeah sure it
1: for me you, you can't do a michelle obama anything until what 2050 when people forget that she's an icon and you get starstruck by her just walking, you know, like, oh, my God, is that Michelle Obama? That could be like, it. That's how I felt. And that's how I also feel about Viola Davis. Yeah. So it was really, as you all three of you pointed out, putting her as a almost a deity instead of a real person for me in the show, because I was double starstruck. Like, Viola Davis playing Michelle Obama. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> too much. My brain can't handle it. That, I guess that could be considered a personal issue, but that's how I felt about that. But with Betty Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer, I'm like, what is her Academy Award-winning movie doing in this TV show?
0: That's all. Right. Well, yeah, that's it a It Feels very like good point. a focus features movie, and uh, you know, I would go, I would watch every episode. Um, well, I, I I I watched them all in one order. And as one thing mm-hmm. and then i go mm-hmm. back and just watch michelle's scenes <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'd just go back and watch like her scenes and I, I watched that uh dancing with the with the with the with the cocktail shaker like over and over again now that's a gift. <laughs> but um yeah it, it does feel like its own thing and I, I i don't know why why i mean i know why but i just it, it's i mean this show has not gotten good reviews it's not gotten good numbers um And his problems are all over the place. But uh, I think that middle... And I know I'm biased because it's her. But I genuinely think that is the most interesting storyline. And I didn't expect it to be. Because I didn't think there was anything more to to be said about Betty Ford. Mm -hmm. Um,
3: And it's so ironic because I think that most people who are are listening to this are are probably thinking, why are you barely talking about Eleanor Roosevelt? She's one of the most iconic first ladies of all time. (laughs) And I'm like, well, I think that's because she is getting uh, very good impressions, but impressions nonetheless done of yeah. her and those around her rather than performances, with the exception, I will say, of Kiefer Sutherland. I actually thought he did a really great job of disappearing into FDR. I really enjoyed him.
0: He won me over, and I wasn't expecting a him to A Canadian
1: playing a president? <laughs> what madness.
0: <laughs> uh, well, O.T. Fagbenle is, like, um, British.
3: Oh, yeah. So...
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Wow, he did do a great job.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I think the, the Roosevelt sequences, I mean, they just lay there. They, they yeah. just so, wh- laid there.
1: Something I didn't know about history at all concerning the Roosevelts, I love the way Eleanor Roosevelt talks. Eleanor, so wonderful. <laughs> but um, was Eleanor and Franklin, were they each other's beards? Is that what this sequence was suggesting? It's been they speculated. Were both-
2: he was for her. Which is fine.
1: I, I love, I, well, I didn't love that story. I thought, are you going to commit to this or no? And it kind of flip flops throughout their entire lives on the subject. And I was just left confused and enjoyed the parts where Jillian Anderson would. Um, replicate big speeches that were important to the country that eleanor roosevelt actually gave so i loved all that but the the hidden secrecy and the hatred but also love they had for each other was very confusing like i thought she was going to spit on his grave at the end i
0: really really found it so touching (laughs) that moment at the end when she says i will miss you frankly when he's when he's led lying dead yeah but i thought after all that time and you know that that was Honest, I I don't think she would have said I, I, I love you, my dear DeFaria, my, my 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 one true love. <laughs> right, right, no, right. I will miss you, frankly. I thought that was very honest and true, and um, yeah, I that that was touching because yeah. it felt so real. That was beautiful.
3: I think most of the scenes where the two of, that the two of them have together, where it's just one on one. I'm like, I really like this dynamic. You can they explore how the nature of their relationship has constantly been changing since they got together basically as kids, and how despite everything that they've gone through, the mistakes that they've made and the differences in opinion that they have, there really still there is a sense of love there. Maybe not romantic, but just this very deep trust and understanding of who the other person is. I actually thought that was the best part of that entire sequence
0: the only time this series gets close to achieving what it wanted to do in terms of the parallels, in terms of the jumping between the timelines is the third episode when we see the young first ladies. Yes. That was the only time. And and I I was not looking forward to that episode. I thought no Michelle Pfeiffer, no good scenes, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) but but I, I found myself tearing up. Mm -hmm. I find myself like, like, you know, getting emotional at the very end. And when, you know, it ends with the, uh, the the three couples and their different timelines getting, uh, getting married and walking down the aisle to sign still delivered. And I I found myself tearing up at watching these 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 young kids who were each other's world at that moment, that they were all their need, they needed at that moment. And they had no idea that they were going to rise to the heights of American power in the future. And they had no idea what was ahead of them. Right. And I found that just so incredibly touching that it was just this... That it, at this moment, it was just them, you know, happy, youthful, and uh, and I just find myself like being overtaken by that.
3: Yeah, and I think that a re- I think what really helped that was because they're you're seeing the the young, almost basically like first lady babies versions of all these people. It didn't feel like anybody was trying to do an impression. It didn't feel like anybody was trying to physically ape the person that we know. In like or the, they're not trying to ape the more famous and established version that's out there. They ended up just kind of feeling all more like characters.
2: I thought that the, um, I mean, the whole thing in the end just felt like a slog. But I didn't think the person, and I don't have her name in front of me, who played the young Betty Ford was particularly strong in comparison to Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, Christine,
0: um, I can never say her name For, for. Forseth? Seth, uh, Froseth, for for yeah, yeah. as young Betty Ford, Christine Forseth. Physically, she's she's she and Michelle Pfeiffer um, they they bear a lot a lot of you know, they, they look she looked like the younger version of her. Um, I guess I kind of know I I kind I kind of do know what you mean. Um, and she tried, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer skyped with her a few times to like talk about you know just to be on the same page about how yeah. to the character and everything. But I, I, yeah I kind of know what you mean.
2: I, I did think the person who played Michelle Obama uh, as a young woman, I thought she was she was good. She
0: was great. She was and
2: my I favorite was, version. Yeah. and um, Yeah, that
1: was uh, Jamie Lawson as young Michelle Obama. Yeah,
2: and I can't even really remember the person who played the young Eleanor. I mean, I can remember the scene where um, they first talked to each other. I guess like the first scene with her and, and the younger young Franklin. Young Franklin. But I don't remember them after that. And so she's. Well, you know, well, we
0: hardly ever see her after yeah. that. That's the big so problem. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. So, you know, in the end, like I said, I just felt like, <sighs> like oh God, we still have two more episodes to go. You know. <laughs> I was still looking forward to watching Michelle uh, Pfeiffer and Erin Eckhart to a lesser extent. But oh my God, that yeah. Palm Springs house mid-century, oh my god, I would live there in a heartbeat. It was gorgeous. I was like, let's just spend the rest of the time here.
1: Let's carry that into our final thoughts. Sarah Jane, would you please start?
2: If I must. (laughs) Um, You know, there's not a lot to say um, about this anymore. I think we've covered it pretty well. I will say that if you want a a better show that still kind of revolves around Washington, D.C., and it didn't no one wanted to be on it, so we're not reviewing it, is Gaslit. Please go and watch that. Okay, so, um, again, Michelle Pfeiffer, amazing. Dakota Fanta, um, uh, Fanning, amazing. Um, I'm just going to give this... Um, God, I don't even know. And this rating is really just for for Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, six Michelle Pfeiffer's out of ten. <laughs> I mean, you know.
1: Very good. Frank, please. Would you give us your final thoughts?
0: Sure. So i I liked a third of this, <laughs> basically. <laughs> I liked a third of this. Uh, the Betty Ford third, and I wasn't expecting it. Yes, this is Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes, I'm a Pfeiffer file. Anybody that knows me um, knows that. I mean, in fact, we are only doing this because I'm a Pfeiffer file. Like I am the one that threw this show into the suggestions chat, and these lovely people agreed to be on there with be on it with me. I wasn't crazy about Michelle playing Betty Ford, but uh, this, like I said before, this ended up being the most um, the most compelling aspect of this series. Uh, on the whole, this series is mishandled. It is it, 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 it tries to do too much, and at the end, it does, really doesn't say anything mm-hmm. that's provocative or um, insightful about these women that you could have looked up yourself. Everything here is just either publicly available or was created for um dramatic dramatic purposes dramatic tension um there's a there's a thing that this series does where it tries for at some point to give every to give each first lady like um a a foe you know whether it be like Rahm Emanuel from Michelle Obama um (laughs) cheney and rumsfeld for betty ford and sarah delano roosevelt for eleanor and it just it it feels phony in fact Rahm Emanuel says don't turn me into some cliched villain here and you're like well too late (laughs) but you know (laughs) don't um, make
3: me what they don't make me what they wrote me please yes
0: exactly (laughs) don't make me my character description (laughs) but yeah but um this is still worth it for the fords section and uh yeah, for me to say Michelle Pfeiffer gives a great performance here is like it's like me just taking a breath. It's just, it's, <laughs> just, it's just so natural, um, but yeah, I think this is worth the time. Uh, for that, I, I'm also a first lady kind of historian, a presidential historian in in, in a lot of ways because I've been like working slowly on my Rosalind Carter screenplay for the longest time, ah. and um, this show showed me I had nothing to worry about. <laughs> versus, um, <laughs> I showed you How not what not to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. Um, it was worth it for me. I'm going to buy the Blu-ray because I can't not have my collection complete. But uh, other than that, I'm going to go ahead and give this. And this, again, is also only because of Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, eight out of ten. Uh, pet Alligators Named Pickles. Mm. Because who, nice. wants, who doesn't want a pet alligator, man? I mean, that seems like fun. <laughs> well,
3: for apparently, if you the Fords... <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> until you grow up. Melina.
3: Um okay, well, I think I liked this a little more than you guys did. I I see all of the problems that are there. I think most of them are technical. I think that the interest and care that they put towards the various storylines, it's obvious that they put a lot more work into one than the others and it's it's very noticeable and it's upsetting because you're like wow if you had taken if you had taken the same care with these other two then i wouldn't have minded that this was a time jump story or that it was it's split amongst 10 almost hour long episodes i would have been interested anyway and i think that more or less i still was maybe it's just because i really am interested in i'm very interested in current events i'm very interested in uh political history certainly not a historian like Frank is, but it is something that's always been very interesting to me. Um, I think that for the most part, the performances range from fine, I think like the case of uh, Viola Davis to fantastic in the case of Kieber Sutherland and Michelle Pfeiffer and everything else, just from story to background characters kind of falls in between. I was never flat out disinterested. I just found myself preferring one storyline and wishing to go back to that more than the others. I am going to give this a six and a half out of 10 shows that I want to see all about Edith Wilson, because come on, she was our first lady (laughs) president.
0: (laughs) Aw, Edith Wilson. I want a a Lou Hoover one, because Lou Hoover was actually a really, really cool first lady.
3: She sounds like someone from Dr. Seuss. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hoover. Yeah, Lou Hoover, Dr.
1: <laughs> Seuss. So for me, uh, same. I loved Michelle Pfeiffer in this. My favorite sequences, which I'm pretty sure we're all unanimous on, was between Michelle Pfeiffer and Dakota Fanning or Michelle Pfeiffer and Aaron Eckhart. They seemed like real people. Like, I think we need to get back as a humanity That the leaders in power are real human beings with real problems. Like Dakota treating Michelle like her mom first and not the first lady. Because so much of the show has these schmaltzy kind of, oh, that's cute, that's nice moments. And that intervention scene... I could see someone writing down, you know, and then you say, I just want my mommy back. <laughs> and I could see Dakota and Michelle reading that going, no, that's dumb. We're going to do this correct. I'm giving this one six out of ten super mean tweets that might violate national security. was <laughs> a, a Facebook insane. post? Oh, a Facebook yeah. post crazy yeah, that's right teenagers so do you think season two will be called fuck christmas oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh you're optimistic brad
3: let's go see if they do a season two and melania plays a part then it's going to be called haunted christmas oh my, oh my
2: god <laughs>